<laughs> Welcome back to another episode of It's All Clutter with Jess Marcy. I'm Jess Marcy. I am a clutter coach, and I'm very excited to bring to you today another It's All Clutter conversation with the amazing Beth. Beth, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Of course. So, Beth, the first question that I always ask is, how in the world did you end up on this podcast with me today? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've helped me so much over the many, many months that, of course, I will um, make time to be here because it's worth it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So what is your history with clutter? If you could go back in time mm -hmm. to your earliest memory of clutter or stuff in your life, where would that journey take us? Um, probably probably like high school, um, I was not a clean room kid. And I do remember my mom like always sort of getting on me about cleaning it up. And it was gross. Like I remember there were like orange juice glasses with some mold floating on them. And you know, like I was just, and I don't know if that was part of being a teenager and my like way of rebelling, um, which I guess in the grand scheme of things, if that's how I rebel, that's not too terrible. But I do remember- no, That doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> I do remember it. Um, but I don't remember like clearly it bothering me. Um, but I do remember going to a classmate's house to work on a group project and her room was spotless. And I remember coming home and being like, oh, so then I would have like little bursts of picking it up and cleaning it because I did find her room like very inspirational and very soothing. And I was probably what, 15? So I think I recognized it, but I had no clue that there was like a method to the madness or, you know, um, but that's kind of my earliest memory of it. You know, it's funny that you say that because as you're talking about like your room versus your friend's room, I do think when I was growing up that my thoughts around clutter and stuff were more of like family culture, right? Different families had different ways of living in their homes and some people picked up and were super clean freaks and other people just didn't and that yeah. was it was more family culture and less about clutter yeah yeah I get that and there, I definitely remember like seeing she had a back in the day I'm dating myself it was a dual cassette so you could like take one cassette and make a copy on another cassette and it there was like not an inch of dust on it like, so like there were all these buttons on the top, like fast forward, stop, play, all that. And I'm like, I looked at mine and I was like, ooh, it, it can look better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just interesting. And I didn't feel bad about it. I just, it was almost like an epiphany of like, oh, maybe this is what my mom means. And like, my mom was not cluttery. I mean, she had stuff, but it wasn't overly cluttered. So it's also interesting that we're talking about clutter and cleanliness. And I think that there's like definitely, they're like a Venn diagram, right? Like they're. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So do you look at clutter and cleanliness, cleanliness differently now as an adult or after going through these programs? Like have, has your perception about that changed at all? Um, I remember it changing when I was a young person because I had a roommate and she was even messier than I was. And like your own orange juice with your own mold is one thing, but someone else's orange juice with their mold for some reason is like so offensive, which makes like that, 
made, like that's something to think about for sure. Um, no, I think for me, I always like a clean house. Like I appreciate it. So for me, it wasn't that I had this like moment of like light bulb, but more, I was the one that never had people in because I was embarrassed. So I was aware of it. And then I think there was negative, even subconscious self-talk like that. I was just like, oh, it's messy. I don't want to have people in. And I would just like put it to the back of my mind, but that can't be good for you after doing that for like decades, you know? Um, yeah, no, that, that definitely is not good for you for, no, two, no. for decades. <laughs> no. Um, so that was more my experience that I would just not have people in. And I remember going like, we, I have a group of friends. We all have kids around the same time. And we are different ages. Some are younger, some are older, but we're at the same life point. Um, and I remember going into their homes and have it being like very cluttered. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. The kids are, you know, I just couldn't get to it. And I didn't judge them at all. I was like, oh my gosh, I totally get it. But I don't know why I was so, and still it's a practice. Like I'm still, I catch myself like, you know, come on, get that picked up or, oh, all right. I guess I didn't get that done today. Or, you know, but I'm like, let, like, I gotta let that go. But that's a practice. Um, I remember being like in high school and cleaning and my mom had this stuff in my room. It was like a set and you kept it out because it was a set. I didn't like the set at all. Um, I wanted to, why I just didn't put it in the closet. I don't know, but I remember cleaning and like, you couldn't just dust because there was all these collectible things. I had to dust the set that I didn't like. Um, and that was just an interesting, so it, that memory helped me when I was decluttering here. Like, why am I cleaning stuff that I don't even necessarily like? You know, let, let's, let's move this stuff out. It's like such a demotivator if you don't like the stuff that you have. Like, <laughs> why do you want to maintain it then? Yes, right? yes. <laughs> or like we were at a point, and we're by no means rich, where like we just didn't have a lot of money. So a lot of the stuff was free. So I was like, well, this is nice. We're going to use the stuff because we need the stuff and it was free stuff. But now we still have some, not all of it, because I'm, I'm working on that. Um, <laughs> but I still have that mindset. Of like, oh, this was such a good deal. This was free. I don't really like it, but it fits the space. Um, and we're, we're that's still a work in progress. But if you were to, like, I've gotten rid of bags and bags and bags and trunk loads full of stuff. And I still have more to go. But if you've said to me, like, well, Beth, what were some of those things in the bags? I could probably name half a dozen, maybe. Like, I don't even know what they were. Like now that I'm a little bit on the other side, because it was so, the, the ramp up was so hard. And again, I'm by no means done, but it's so interesting. Once you get some momentum and you start to see some difference, I don't even remember what the heck I got rid of. Oh yeah. We yeah. hear that all the time, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Like once it's gone, I don't even think about it again, except for the rare occasion, right? Super rare occasion where you're yeah. like, oh, I just got rid of that. That almost never compared to the amount of stuff that you get rid of that, like, you know, regret of getting rid of something is like less than 1%. Yes. Of the and you know, like, I remember hearing that though, as in, you know, first, second, third, fourth time boot camper, <laughs> like boot camp so many times, but and thinking like, I don't get that. Like, that's not me. I'm different than everybody else. Cause that's not me. And like, oh my gosh, you just have to go through it um, <laughs> and experience it. And everybody, excuse me, <clears throat> goes at their own rate. So 
The other interesting thing that you're pointing out that I'm just thinking about now too is we overvalue both things that we got for free and things that were expensive. But if things, if we got things for like a mid price point, right? Like a target run price point, yep. we like place no value on it. But it's like the free stuff we're like, oh, can't throw it out. I got such a good deal. Or like the really expensive stuff. Oh my gosh, I can't throw it out. It was so expensive. Like, but the value really has nothing to do with the price. Yes. Well, one of my epiphanies with you was, because I, I like to think about those, like those aha moments was like you, and I'm not going to say it as well as you did, but it was something to the effect of like holding on to something regardless of its cost, like does not increase its value. Right, right. And if anything, it's putting more mental load into my brain when I've got other things that deserve much more attention. Um, but it's interesting because it is, I have a picture upstairs. It was free, <laughs> but it was getting rid of it. I took it. Um, it fits perfectly above the china cabinet, which we have nothing. We had had the whole house painted because we did such a great job decluttering that we yes, were able to have a painted right. room, which was you lovely. Know. I mean, it took months, but it was it was great. Um, so I have, I'm like, well, this free thing, this free painting matches. It kind of goes with the room, and it fits the space. And art can be expensive, and this is not really art. This is probably something. Not that it's not art. Whatever. It, it's something probably from. Like not Ikea, but something similar. You know, this like is not a, Like a mass produced. Like, yes, this is not a signed original by any stretch. Um, <laughs> I don't love it. My husband's like, yeah, no. And I'm like, but it goes with the room. But it fits over the, <laughs> over the space I need it. So we have it actually propped up. We haven't committed to put the nail on the wall yet. Um, like just to look at it. But even like hearing myself say it now, it's like it'll sit up there, but it's probably going. Um, but it's kind of, now I'm at the point where the process is kind of fun, whereas before, and not that it wasn't fun, but it was like stressful and angst ridden and hard. I mean, it's still difficult, but it's, I don't know. It's kind of fun, difficult, if that makes any sense. Um, challenge now that you know, you could like, you know, that there's like, you can do the challenge. So it's like, okay, challenge me. Like, let me see. Can I do yeah. this? And like, if I keep it, I feel like I'm really going to like it. And like, worst comes to worst, if we hang it, I'm like, nah, I'll get rid of it. It was for, like, get rid of it, you know? Um, so it's just, an, and the whole thing's very, I find it like super interesting because you can hear other people and tell their stories. Like there was a woman who um, had kept all this baby food and she felt guilty throwing it away, but I think it had expired and she no longer had a baby. I think, I don't even remember. It was somebody on, uh, in the, in the boot camp. Oh yeah, she, like she didn't have a, it was like five years old and it expired yes, like five years yes. ago, right? But she felt so horrible throwing it away. And for me to look at that, I was like, oh my gosh, please throw that away. Like that can go. But it made me look like I was a collector of vitamins. I got on one of those subscription services, which I no longer let myself do. Um, and the vitamins just kept coming. And apparently I was not taking the vitamins and they were kind of expensive and some of them had expired, but they were still in the package. So I was taking them and shoving them in the back of the deep cabinet because they were expensive. And like, well, even though they were expired, maybe I'd take them. After I saw that baby food, I'm like, you know what? I got those. It was still weird. And I felt not great doing it. But after I threw those suckers away, <laughs> but I was motivated by the baby food woman. Like that was totally, <laughs> I have her thing. It was just, it was manifesting in vitamins, you know? <laughs> 
Um, and now I have all this room and like, I learned my lesson. It was an expensive one. Don't get on subscription services of things you're not going to actually take or do. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there. Subscription services, most of the stuff that you're going to bring in through yeah. that, you're not picking it out. Yeah. Yeah. Not picking it out. It's not perfect for you. I mean, well, maybe yep. with vitamins, they were like kind of dialed into you. But like in general, those box a month services, yes. most of that stuff you're going to throw out because I didn't take them. I did not take them. Like, well, I, you know, it's unfortunate. And I, I, I even went through like bursts afterwards where I'm like, okay, I'm going to take them. <laughs> I felt no different when I took them. I looked no different when I took them. Now they were expired. I forgot to take them half the time. I'm like, I'm throwing these things. When I saw the baby food woman, I feel like that somehow like opened a door for me to like, okay, I can do this too. If she can hold on and hope, I think she, I don't know if she ever got rid of the baby food, but I got rid of the vitamins. No, I think, no, I think she did. I think that's but, what the book was actually. She was yeah, like, yeah, no. yeah. But I find that stuff super motivational. Like it somehow like seeing someone else going through a similar challenge, even though it's just baby food, it's just vitamins. But when you multiply that by all the other things and then the mental, I call it like the mental load of what you're carrying with all this stuff, it definitely adds up whether I'm aware of it or not. I think you become more aware of it after, like as you're, as you're freeing the space and as you're freeing the time and as you're letting go of the stress and as you're letting go of the overall, and you're like, wow, I can't believe how stressful this was. And I was just carrying it around. It's yes. just normal. Yeah. And I still have stuff to do. I mean, I still have, but we've started, like we finally started the basement. And I said to my husband, like, how about we just spend like literally five minutes? Because by the end of the day, like he's tired, I'm tired. Unless we get up early to do it, which probably isn't going to happen. Like, let's just be realistic. But I got to say, even in five minutes a day, like we haven't done it in a while. We had a little burst, but we'll get back to it. It's made a difference. Yeah. Like, just literally five minutes. Um, and I would like his input on the, like a lot of the stuff I did myself, because a lot of it was mine, or he just doesn't care. Like he did not care. So out it went. Um, the basement stuff, a lot of it is like shared stuff or things he, we had used to work on the house in the past. So I'm like, is this still good? Do you think we'll ever use, you, you know? Um, so it was helpful. It was, it was good to have his, his input. Sorry, just got a minor interruption there. No, no, I know that I have my dog at the top of the steps who's whining. Like, <laughs> He's so cute. You know, like, I miss you. I miss you. I'm like, I've been down here 10 minutes, buddy. You're okay. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so Beth, I am curious as a realtor, can I say that you're a realtor? Is that okay? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. As a realtor, you're in and out of homes all the time. And I I used to give presentations to real estate offices because mm -hmm. they were like, you know, I would work with local realtors and everything. Yeah. Um what I would research and find out is that decluttering is the number one, like best investment for like return on investment that you can make when you're selling your house. So do you, can you talk a little bit about like real estate and clutter and going into like so many homes all the time and how that has maybe changed your point of view or what do you see like insights from the inside? <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I've been a realtor for 20 years. Um, I've seen a lot of houses. Um, it's one of the first tidbits of advice. And for me, kind of the hardest advice, although it's gotten better since I've met you, um, <laughs> was to say to people like, pick up your stuff in a, you know, but not nearly that abruptly. Um, cause you know, I certainly don't want to offend anyone and I get it. Um, and a lot of folks where I live are either moving into a bigger home. Our homes are small. Like my house is like 950 square feet. Um, so some people have like we only have one child, but we have a family. They have like in our neighborhood, there's four kids and it's, they just make it work, but it's tight. So needless to say, and their homes are old. There's a lot of stuff out. 
um, there's a lot of clutter. It's common. Um, but one of the first things I say is like, and I've honed it over the years because I've learned that if I'm like too like, oh, you might want to pick up a little bit. It's not enough. And like, I'm not doing them any favors. It's making it harder for me to sell their home because um, it definitely is harder to sell a home that's cluttered because nobody wants to see that. Um, it's like the orange juice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, and I said, what I say now is you want to make your house look, I said, I'm not saying you need to go out and buy new furniture or put in a new kitchen necessarily, but like you want to make your house look like something out of a magazine. Now it doesn't have to be a fancy glitzy magazine. It can be a clean home magazine. It can be a, you know, I love my couch magazine, whatever, but you don't want it to look cozy, like cozy for us in our own homes is lovely. But cozy when you're trying to sell and buy a home is not an adjective you really want because cozy is usually someone else's blankets, someone else's like smushed up couch with has like a hole in it where you nest, which is great in the winter when it's your couch and it's cold, but nobody else wants to sit in that nest. Um, so I've said that helps. And I think it helps because I certainly don't want to come across as judgmental and I'm not like, I, I truly don't walk in and think you ick. I, I, I don't. Um, but I do say like, it, it will be hard to sell your home. If there are this many things about you want to make it look like it's a magazine pretty much. Um, or you're having whatever guest you could possibly have into your home that you would want it to be like the most clean for. Imagine that guest is coming every day, two or three times. Um, the other thing is like when we add a lot of extra stuff into a room, it really does reduce the living space in the room, right? So, and this is something I talk about all the time, like the percentage of storage space versus living space and all of that. But when you're buying a house, you want to see the living space. Yes. And if you a lot of stuff, you're going to feel like there's no storage space. Yes, so, absolutely. And clutter does take over that. I and mean, if you have a, like we have, a, it's a corner in our house. We still have yet to address it. It's not big, but it's a corner. And in the summertime, we it's the fun clutter corner because it's the pool bag, it's the carry tote um, with the insulation for snacks and drinks and all that. I just haven't found it. We have one tiny closet on the whole first floor. I just haven't found a spot for it yet. And when the fun clutter goes away, which it will soon, um, we've got like a month where the, the corner's clear and then all the outside plants come in and the outside plants, so then it's the plant corner, um, which like... I can live with that, you know, I love I tell people as a realtor, like you can have a corner, you know, like that's realistic, especially in these, you know, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it can be better. Um, and it definitely helps homes sell without question. Um, when they're clutter free and there's not things in the corner and, or I had someone, um, they had mounted a TV I forget where it was, but it was not like a place where you'd, it was in the way, like, and there was just two of them. It didn't matter. They didn't care. It was convenient. So they had mounted it there. And I said gently, like, so do you think it would be possible to move the TV? And I said, I know that's kind of a pain because they're heavy and they had this wall mount and it's, you know, and she said, you know, we've always meant to do that, but we just never got around to it because it was just us. And I thought, isn't that interesting? because I see that all the time in real estate and I do it as well. It's just us. It's like we devalue that the home 
should be nice for us. And I still, again, it's like one of those little epiphanies and I'm still working on it. Why do I tend to get my house together before there are guests? Why do I, why do I not? So I just, ha I had a slew of people through, which was really nice, just like for a day or two. So after every visit, I like, look, okay, what rooms are they going to use? <laughs> I get, and now the house is good. So what I'm, we'll see if I can keep it going. I try to spend 20 minutes a day. I'm like, this doesn't need to be vacuumed. But yeah, it does. It's been a week. Run the vacuum for five minutes. Um, I still have decluttering to do, but I'm trying to get in, into that habit. But again, to be, you know, back as a realtor, that's the kind of thing when people are selling their homes, they have to do that every, I recommend they do that every day because you want people to see the home at its absolute best. I always tell people like live in your house, like you're going to sell it tomorrow because yes, yes. the nicest, like that's what happens. Like, Oh man, now I don't want to sell my house because I made it actually nice to live yes. in, right? Yes. Or I Absolutely. found space, I decluttered. I have all the space I never had. Beth, I also want to talk about the fact that you live in a house that's 950 square feet because across the board, I hear from people, I don't have enough space and mm -hmm. they're living in like 2,000 or 3,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. But I know that it's not about having enough space. Whatever amount of space you have, you're going to you fill, fill it. it. Yeah. So, I mean, your house is practically, it's, it's like two times the size of a, a tiny home, right? Tiny oh. homes are like under 500 square feet, I think. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but you have three people living in a, you know, really yeah. tiny house. Um, but you actually have been able to declutter close to living within the storage space that you yeah. have. I'm and it's still a, prog a work in progress for sure. Uh, and I guess I don't think of it that way because we, a lot of my friends are local and we all live in these little houses. So we're yeah. all used to it. Um, yeah, I just, it, and I think a lot of what you said resonates with me. So I feel like I had, I was, <clears throat> I was also very receptive to it by the time I finally joined Clutter Boss Academy because I had done the boot camp so many times. Um, like I, I don't own two pairs of pants. I mean, I probably have, I don't know, I could probably clean them out again, but I mean, I'm, I might have like 10 pairs of pants and I probably, you know, like, but I don't have 80 pairs of shoes. Um, but I don't have two, you know, like, I feel like I, for me, I have a reasonable amount of stuff. I think it also helps Like neither my husband or I really collect anything, or if we do, like my mom used to buy him something every year for Christmas to add to the collection. And he finally said like, okay, we're, we're done. Like the collection's good. <laughs> so every when we, when we decorate, like that never occurred to me that like the collection can be done. You don't have to keep amassing more of the thing. So we have the collection and it it's a little bit bigger than we'd like, but my mom gave it all to us. So what we do, and it's my husband's thing really, we rotate it every year. Like sometimes they all come out, sometimes only a couple come out. And that's, you know, where we are right now. But we do try to make a conscious effort um, that like when my drawers are full, when my closet is full, like there is no more room. So if I go shopping or I want a few more things, I need to choose something that is old or faded or I just haven't worn or um, whatever it is. I absolutely love that you said the collection is complete. That is so key. I'm going to use that, Beth. <laughs> Go for it. I never, it never occurred to me that that was a thing. I thought a collection was just... <laughs> Sorry, I got a dog. A, a rogue dog. <laughs> we love to have dogs on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, well, he loves the decluttering because there's all this space. 
Pets and kids appreciate yeah. space, like, and they're the first to use it. Yeah, one of the best compliments I ever got from my husband was we were hiding the, the Easter basket for my daughter. Yes, she's 16 and we still do that, but that's, you know, <laughs> just a little family tradition. Um, sorry. Um, we were hiding the Easter basket and he, that's usually his thing, like ever since she was little. So it's Easter morning, she's still asleep. He's trying to hide it and he's like, hun. And of course we're whispering because the house is so darn small. You can hear everything. <laughs> Um, he's like, you've, you've decluttered all the places to hide the Easter basket. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. You know, it, it was great. Cause usually you'd tuck it behind some stuff. Um, and there just was, there's more floor space. There's more area and it's easier now that I've been cleaning regularly. Like it turns out like, I don't like dusting. That's just not my jam, but I'm doing it with, you know, um, however, I like a dust free environment, but I do, I like Swiffering. Like, so I look like the days I get to Swiffer, I'm like, look how clear my floor is. Like, yeah, there's still some stuff, but it's not nearly the headache the, and the rush. Like if somebody was coming over, I was like all stressed out because I was planning meals. I was writing grocery lists. I was going grocery shopping, which is, but on top of it, I was decluttering, but not well. I was throwing stuff into places where I could hide it. And then once it was away, I hadn't done that in so long that there were like inches of dust on everything. So like, no wonder I was stressed out. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, it's incredible how clutters, like it's the invisible stress. <laughs> it, and I'm still new to it. Like it's still, especially then with COVID, we weren't having people in. Um, so it's it's funny though like i do have those habits now that i'm working on changing like i'll have a friend in and our little fluffy dog sheds like it's his job um and our carpet up here is, of course, is brown and he's white of course um, so i do vacuum daily because it takes three minutes um but if somebody happens to stop by i'm like oh hey come on in the first thing i do is look at that darn carpet like, yeah, like stop it you're allowed to have you know like Right, right, right. I vacuumed an hour ago. Like this is okay, you know. Five, five dog hairs on the carpet, you know, is not. Um, so you, you know, you don't want to create a a monster, so to speak. But it's <laughs> it has me trying to pay attention to my negative self talk. Um, yeah, because you have to declutter the internal and the external, right? Yeah, it's, so it's still definitely a work in progress. There's, I still have a storage unit. Um, it's not horrible. It's we share it with somebody, and we have half, and they have half. And I mean, there's definitely room between, it's not bad, um, but it, I don't know if we can get rid of it. We're, we're talking about it. Um, I need to make space in the storage part of the basement first, um, but it's still a pro, it's a process. So it's for now, a process, right? And it never really ends. It just continues to get better. It does. And that's a good way to look at it. So instead of thinking like when I remember when I did my first boot camp and I had heard other Sorry. Really? <laughs> like now when I'm I'm down here all the time. Um, come on, bud. I had done my first boot camp and I had heard someone on the boot camp call say, like, oh, this is my second boot camp. And I'm like, oh, second? Wait, don't we just do this and we're like done? Like what do you and then it was like this a flash of overwhelming, like, oh no. Like this is not gonna be done in five days. Um sorry. Come on, bud. Um, but once I got past that, like, and I think everybody's journey is different. I think it's totally normal to experience like a, 
oh, good God, like moment of like, this is so overwhelming. How in the heck am I going to do this? Forever. And but like, honestly, though, it's going to take forever. But when we're like, when we acknowledge it, we're like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And for like five minutes at a time, it's ridiculous what five minutes a day can do. Even if you don't have it, like 20 minutes is great. But if you don't, if you can't get to that, um, and then if you have a helper, I count that as 10 minutes because you've got two yeah, people. Totally. Um, and it does work. You just have, consistency is key. Even if it's, and this sounds like an oxymoron, even if it's inconsistent consistency, <laughs> like at least get back to it. You know, so no. like, I'm just like, give yourself the grace of knowing that you're wiped out today or, or like do one thing. Like, okay, literally, like I can throw away this one thing I no longer use and be done. But yep. like, let yourself have downtime, but just try to get back to it. I love that. Okay, this is another good one. Inconsistent consistency is better than no consistency. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wait, inconsistent consistency is better than consistent inconsistency. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, Beth, here's the last question that I ask on the podcast. Okay. And that is, what does your future hold now that you have embrace this new way of looking at the stuff in your life? A lot. Um, I haven't thought about that. So this is totally off the cuff, but um, definitely more as on COVID willing uh, people in like people into the home. Like I like now I always liked my house, but now like, I, I think I actually feel a little proud of it. <laughs> That's a new, and I think some feeling proud of it, I think subconsciously too is feeling proud of me which is a good, like, that's only a good thing for anybody, whether, and I don't even know if that's a thing, but I'm just surmising that that's, you know, possible. And part of the, sorry, part of the reason I feel better, because um, I do, I feel better. So like, if I feel better now, I can only assume moving forward, I'm going to continue to feel better about my house, about having people in. And that's like my daughter in a few years is going to head off to college. Um, I hope we're the house that and whether she goes to college or not, she'll probably be, she'll be leaving at some point. Um, right. <laughs> I hope for the house that she brings friends back to because it, we live in Baltimore and there's lots of stuff to do here. And I want people to feel welcome. And I don't have a ton of space, but we have this very small unfinished basement. Um, and there's an extra bedroom, that's her room now, of course, you know, we can sleep a couple people. Um, like, come on in, if you don't mind the couch, you're welcome to use it. You know, it's night and the couch isn't gross and the couch isn't full of stuff. And um, and I look forward to making new memories and being, continuing to be proud of my house. And then eventually when all the stuff is out and I've started a little bit carefully bringing in things that I actually like, like, yes. I, don't even know, I don't even know what I like, like the pictures. I'm like, I don't know. Does it matter if I like it? It fits the space. Like that's totally my, I'm, I'm working through that and it's a process. Um, but it might be fun. Like I, I had had a server. In the dining room, it was part of the set because, of course, you keep all the sets <laughs> together. Um, it was free, as is a dining room table and the chairs because they're like older than I am. Um, but the server didn't really hold much stuff, and stuff always ended up underneath of it. So, through somebody I met in Prioritize Your Sanity on Facebook, who turns out lives like an hour away from me, found this shop that repurposes old furniture. So what I ended up doing, long story short, is I she bought 
my wood server, nobody buys wood furniture anymore. No, you can barely chop it up for firewood. Nobody buys it. You can't, you can barely give it away. She bought it for, I mean, not much, not nearly what I'm sure it was paid for back in the day. She bought it and I used that money towards a credit of a new refurbished piece that was probably the same color brown, but <laughs> custom painted it. And it has all this storage and it goes where the old server was. And I love it. I love it. And it wasn't expensive. Like I had the credit from the other. I'm like, this is do like, this is, if you can find whatever your thing is, whether it's, I don't know, like bicycle storage or clothing storage or, but you have to get rid of things first. And then store. Out all the stuff that you don't love. So you yeah. can actually start to even think about what you do love. Yes. And it, I learned, it was nice too, because that was just in the dining room. So I didn't have to, like, I still have stuff to declutter, but it was so nice to get one thing that I really like and have one area like, Hey, that area is kind of done. You know, and I'm able to bring in one piece here and there that being able to shop and bring in one piece is such a rewarding feeling. Um, like I've, you feel like you're treating yourself, but when I'm, I'm like, that, I'm treating myself with a server. Right. Well, so I mean, like, like, what? Yes. You are treating yourself, but you should be treating yourself. That, you well, should that's the thing. Yes. Like, yes. Why? I am worthy. Yes. <laughs> yes. You deserve that server. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've, yeah. So it's, it, I think like all within reason, you know, if you can kind of, and everybody's different. So there isn't any one answer, but like, if you can get a hold mentally of what, what your challenge is and just work, you know, maybe you work better alone. Maybe you work better with people. Maybe you only work better with one specific helper because other people are judgmental Then forget those, you know, use the people that are good. Um, it's definitely doable. And it almost doesn't, because I've seen so many transformations on the prioritizer sanity it's all doable, even for the people that it seems like it's not. Like, it totally is. You just have to find like your secret or your, and I like coming on these pages and coming on Facebook to see it's so inspirational and like not at all competitive. Like only yeah. here can you post your picture of your, like my living room full, my table pile high. And within an hour you have like 17 responses of like, good luck, you can do this. Maybe you could try this or like, you know, no judgment at all, which has been, for me, that's really what was the, it was the support I didn't know I needed. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. 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 Community crushes clutter. I mean, that's totally <laughs> true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Beth, I have to say thank you so much. This has been, it's been really, really fun talking to you. Yeah, I feel to see you. A long like journey together. Boot camp, boot camp, boot camp, boot camp, boot camp, you know. Yep. But it's been I so nice. The boot camps. I still love the boot camps. Yeah. Well, there's another one coming up, so <laughs> I'll be there. The boot camps are so much fun. I do think that they're like a special motivational week. And if you haven't done a boot camp and you're listening to this, do the next boot camp. It's only eight dollars. I mean, really, you have nothing yeah. to lose except for all the garbage in your house. I no, mean, it's great. It's absolutely great. Your house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And for me, it was the springboard that I needed to go to. Um, clutter boss I just needed to do the springboard a couple times yeah which is, out. that's your yeah. journey right and that's like yeah. whatever your journey is that's what we support yeah. and I love the idea of going back to a, a boot camp even now but now I also have the support of 
CBA. So that's, which is a whole other level of yeah. support, which is, but I didn't know that 12 months ago, you know? Well, I mean, boot camp is really, I'm even though it's all clutter and we support all the different types of clutter in your house, boot camp, we start with the tangible, right? What can we physically touch and take out and start to move? And then when you're ready for the intangible, the negative self-talk, the, you know, better eating habits, better sleeping habits, the yeah, yeah. You know, support around everything else, then we that's what CBA is there for, right? But I think like a, starting with the tangible stuff is just the easiest way to dive into helping yourself in the long run, right? Yeah, <laughs> with no, everything. I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. So much you. If you're watching this, make sure that you like and subscribe, leave a review, do whatever you need to do. Let Beth know how much you loved her interview and how awesome she is and how you're so inspired that she lives in 950 square feet. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again, Beth. Have a great day. Thank you too. Bye, Jess. Bye, everyone. Bye.